0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the interactive podcast. I'm your host, Angela Racine. Being off my normal schedule makes me feel like I haven't talked to y'all in forever, but it's just because I've been so busy and busy with all good things. So, I am so excited to chat with y'all today. Of course, we'll do my little catch up first and then I'll get into the episode. So, actually, the setup I have right now is pretty different from what I'm normally used to. So, As you all know, the past couple episodes I have been recording on my laptop, but I'm back to recording on my phone just for today. I'm actually at my boyfriend's house for the weekend, so I am like in his brother's room right now because he's working from home today, so I can't be in my boyfriend's room, so I'm in his brother's room. I have my boyfriend's laptop with me to have my notes up there. And I'm recording on my phone. So if things sound a little bit different, I apologize, but they should be pretty, pretty normal on your end. So that put aside, as y'all know, this episode is going to be reflecting on my year. I'm gonna talk about things that I've learned in 2022, what I wanna do to set up 2023, all that good stuff, because, oh my goodness, New Year's is tomorrow, New Year's Eve, I should say. Today is currently the 30th. Again, I'm recording on another Friday, and I wish I had a more valid excuse, but during the catch-up, y'all will kind of figure out why. I've just had kind of an all-over busy week, but it is absolutely so crazy that New Year's Eve is tomorrow. I feel like this year absolutely flew by, and I feel like it went by so quickly because we're so used to 2020 And I think the majority of 2021, it feels like it's been so long ago, so I can barely even remember, but we're so used to being in quarantine, right? And I feel like those past few years, everything was dragging. It felt so slow. And now that everything kind of is at a normal pace again, everything is just moving like so fast in my eyes. I think it's also because of the time of my life that I'm in right now. As y'all know, I am a senior in college, so I am, like, graduating soon, and I'm trying to get, you know, the real world all figured out, get myself situated in there, so a lot of change at this time, and it feels really weird, and if you guys are in your early 20s or have experienced your early 20s, I'm sure you guys can relate to the feeling, but that aside, let's catch up on my week, so... I think last podcast episode, I told y'all that I was having my dad's holiday party last Friday. It was so much fun. Me and my boyfriend went. um, My boyfriend's family also came. My sister and her boyfriend were there. And there was like a good amount of people. I think my dad said there was like 50 people invited. And it definitely felt like everyone came. So it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. It's always nice to go to like, family and family friend mixer parties because when it's all family, it doesn't... Okay, I don't want this to come across as the wrong way, but sometimes it just feels, like, too casual and there's not too much excitement because, like, oh, everyone knows each other. But I love when it's a mixture of family and family friends because then there's, like, people to meet and people to learn about and, like, new things to talk about and, like, people to talk to. And... I, I, of course, like again. I want to reiterate, like nothing against only solo family parties, but I just think it adds like a little element to it. It's fun when there's like other people that I don't know that are there. So that was definitely a lot of fun that I had there. Um, My dad had a great time. He loves hosting. Same with his girlfriend. So that was very nice. So that was last Friday, and then, as I'm sure most of y'all know, last Saturday was Christmas Eve. So, of course, Christmas Eve is always a great time. Me and my cousins and my sister, we always get drunk on Christmas Eve. And like, we're just the feral menaces of the family. Like, we, our mission is to just piss everyone off and make a scene, and we always succeed. <laughs> so, as usual, we had to live up to our brand, you know? And it was great. It was a good time as always. Sunday was Christmas, I also turned 22, oh, so weird, it was, like, such a weird feeling turning 22, because I realized that all of my fun birthdays were behind me, and, like, I had no more birthdays to look forward to, which is, like, okay, I know how it sounds, but you know what I mean, it's, like, when you turn 16, when you're 18, when you're 20, 21, like, so many, like, big milestones to look forward to, and now I'm like, oh, what, when I turn, I don't know, what is it, 35 to run for president? Like, oh, whippy. Like, <laughs> I have, like, nothing fun to look forward to until, I don't know, like, I guess 30. But, like, is that fun? <laughs> I don't know. But, oh, well, I'm 22 now in my almost my mid-20s. Ew. Ugh, don't want to rush that. But... Christmas was a great time. I am very grateful and thankful for everything. I got lovely gifts. I spent great time with family. And then that night actually, I went to the casino. So <laughs> Christmas day, yes, me, my sister and her boyfriends packed up the car and we went to the casino. It was actually pretty busy. Like I don't know about y'all, but casinos are like a big thing where I live. I don't know if casinos are super popular everywhere, but I know around me they're very popular. And there was a lot of people there. People were wanting to gamble on Christmas night, spend all their Santa money, you know what I'm talking about? But it was a great time. I did a little bit of gambling. I learned that I was disobeying one of the unwritten rules. I guess when you play roulette with someone, you guys both have to bet on the same color. But I bet against... my. Um, the sister's boyfriend and I ended up winning. So sorry, Andrew, <laughs> but it was a good time. We did some slots. I got really good pizza and it was fun. Then Monday, actually, I had to go over to work. So I was up at school. I did the closing shift. Guys, I learned that I love working out after closing. Like something about no one else being there. I love when the gym is empty, but it was even more fun when I knew I was like the only person there and like there was no um fear of like someone else coming in. It was so fun. I was just in my socks working out, playing my podcast out loud, listening to whatever I wanted. It was such a good time. I enjoyed myself. I actually funny enough, I put out a reel just this morning. If you want to go check it out on my Instagram account, AngelaR.Fit, I posted a reel about like what it's like working out alone in an empty gym and it was just like me fucking around. So I thought that was pretty funny. So yeah, that was nice. Then Tuesday, I'm just running through my whole week, y'all. I hope you love, love my little (laughs) catch-ups. Tuesday, me and my boyfriend got, you guessed it, hibachi. That is like... Our signature dish, if we're ever getting food, it's either sushi, hibachi, or pizza. There's like no in between. (laughs) It's like those are our only three food groups, I swear. But my boyfriend for Christmas got a hibachi gift card to like our favorite hibachi spot. So we went over there. So delicious. I was, excuse me, as always, (laughs) very good. We like, I don't know how we're not fucking sick of hibachi yet. I swear to God. Like, one weekend we'll have pizza, the next weekend we'll have hibachi, during the week we have sushi, and then, like, repeat. And somehow we have not gotten tired of any of that yet, knock on wood, but hey, if I found a food that I love, I'm gonna rock, you know what I'm talking about? So that was a lot of fun. And then last night, so as y'all know, normally I do record my podcast on Thursdays, however, yesterday we had a family party on my dad's side. So it wasn't my dad hosting, it was my aunt and uncle at their place. My boyfriend came, um, both my parents came, it was very nice, we had a great time. It was, again, one of those family, family friend parties, so great to hang out with everyone, get to talk to everyone, super fun time as always. So yeah, I just love seeing family, love getting, having a reason to get dressed up, look cute, you know, (laughs) like, I have been, as y'all know, I'm just gonna, like, wear it in the dirt, is that what is wear wear it into the dirt run it to, run it to the ground You guys don't want to push you you know what I'm saying I don't know what I'm trying to come up with but wear it out basically I know I'm wearing it out but I'm in my baddie era and I've just been loving getting dressed up I've always loved getting dressed up but now I'm getting more into like hair and makeup so Hair especially is new, but makeup the past few weeks I've been playing around with. But actually, speaking of hair, on Christmas Eve, I was so grateful. So me and my cousin went to the gym together, and then we got back to her place, and she gave me her Revlon blow-drying brush, which, oh my goodness, so nice of her. She said she doesn't really use it. It doesn't work on her hair. So she gave it to me. I was so happy. So I've been playing with, like, the blowout brush for a little bit, I really like how I get the ends to look, how they have a nice curl to them and, like, movement, and it gives my hair a bit more volume, but I really want to get more waves and curls throughout my hair, so that's something I want to play with a bit more. Maybe I'll just have to use a curling wand throughout it to touch it up, but I've been definitely loving playing around with my hair, and I realized that instead of straightening it all the time, I really think that I do want a lot more volume in my hair. I just feel like it's more flattering. I don't know why, but like when you have a nice outfit and your makeup's done, the last thing you want is just like flat hair that looks stuck to you. Like I want my hair to match the vibe. You know what I'm talking about? So hopefully tomorrow for New Year's Eve, I brought my brush here to my boyfriend. So I'm hoping that I can do something fun with my hair. Actually, before New Year's Eve tomorrow even happens, we are going for pizza tonight, me and my boyfriend's family but not just any pizza. We're going to like the number one pizza place here. So I am so freaking excited. This place is so damn delicious. <laughs> like it was actually, um, oh goodness, what's the barstool president's name? Dave Portnoy. It was his like, I think his number one rating on his pizza reviews that he does. So that's says something. I don't know. But I'm super excited for it. Very looking forward to that as I was just saying how much I love fucking pizza. So very excited. But I think that is all I have to say to y'all. Just gave you a quick rundown of how my week went. I love the holiday season. It just makes me so happy. I'm so grateful for everything I get all the time. And then it's like, it's such a magical and exciting time of the year. Even if the magic is kind of worn off a bit, like, it still like feels magic. You know what I mean? And like seeing all the little kids all excited, getting a reason to spend time with family, get all dressed up, just like give spoil people with gifts. Oh, I just love it. So even if you don't celebrate Christmas specifically, I hope whatever you do spell, spell of eight. Yeah. <laughs> celebrate was special. There you go. That's what I was going for. I hope you guys had a special holiday season, even if if you don't practice anything over the holidays. I hope you've just been enjoying your week either way. So that put aside, let's talk about reflecting on my year. So I'm going to start with the lessons that I learned this year, and then I'm going to go into the goals I have for 2023. And you'll realize a lot of the goals that I have are kind of continuations of the lessons I've learned because... In my eyes, I see myself as a lifelong learner, and I always think that no matter what stage of life you're in, you always have the ability to improve somehow, even if you think you're perfect at something. So although I might be proud of the lessons that I've learned and the growth I've made and all of my improvements, I'm still allowed to be proud of that and still understand that I can still improve, right? So that being said, the first lesson that I've learned is the topic of friendships, So with this, I more specifically mean, I feel like I've started to figure out like learning what I actually deserve in a friendship and knowing what I deserve, right? So with a lot of friendships, when you're younger, it's challenging to draw the line of like being flexible and being a pushover, you know what I mean? So something I struggled with a lot in high school was I was such a yes man, I was always a follower I didn't really stand up for myself ever. And I'm speaking about my own personal experience, okay? Others might have their other opinions of me, and that's okay, they're allowed to, but I'm talking about what I remember and how I felt. So I feel like I didn't really understand what a healthy friendship was a couple years ago. Like I said, I would let myself get pushed over a lot. I struggled with saying no, and I kind of let people walk all over me. And I feel like I've been slowly learning about what I truly deserve in a friendship. And I found out that I'm okay with having a really small circle. And if anything, I think that I prefer a small circle because in my eyes, I just can't personally like understand people that can have like 15 super close friends. Like that doesn't really make too much sense to me. And Maybe it's me being picky with my friends. Maybe it's me just not get along with other people. Maybe it's people not li- liking me, whatever it is, so be it. I found out that I would much rather have like three or four really solid friends and then have like, you know, like 10 other like kind of close-ish friends that I could hang out with, whatever. But as for like my circle, I don't see a need in having 20 people that I'm constantly around 24 seven, because first of all, that is too much to handle. That is overstimulation. But at the same time, knowing the qualities that I want in a person and like priding myself in my friendships and like knowing the type of friend that I am, I really want someone to match my energy. And it's hard to come across that, right? Especially at our age or our, the royal hour, I guess, my age, (laughs) people have like so much going on in their own lives. People are figuring out themselves, trying to find out like what their life, their entire, the rest of their entire life is going to look like, right? The person they want to be, where they want to go, what they want to do. And it's challenging. It's challenging to find not only the answers for yourself, but to find other people that are exactly like you. And I'm not saying that all of your friends need to be exactly like you because obviously it's healthy to have diversity, but obviously you need to to be similar enough to get along, right? I also, as I mentioned, have been slowly understanding what a true friend really is. I feel like even in my college experience, I have seen a lot of people come and go into my life And I've been trying to figure out what it means to be a true friend to someone. And I learned that with my friendships, I will have the type of friendship with people where we can go a decent amount of time without seeing each other, but then we'll text and pick up like it was nothing. Or maybe we, you know, haven't made plans in a few weeks, but then when we're hanging out, it's like we just hung out yesterday, right? So that's how me and Caroline are. I feel like me and Caroline are very much like that, where... Maybe we won't text for a few days, but then obviously like the next time we see each other, it picks up like nothing. Or my two friends, Chloe and Ashley, we might not be the type of friends where we're every single day we're hanging out together, but we're always like there for each other. We always are ranting to each other over texts. We're always sending voice memos. So I found that I like the types of friendships where they're low maintenance in the sense of we don't need to physically be around each other 24 seven. 7 but we know that we're always there for each other. And then when we do hang out, it's like so special and it means so much to us and it picks up like nothing happened. So I've been understanding what kind of friend I am, what kind of friends I draw or yeah, draw in. I've also been learning how to handle losing friendships and knowing how to cut off a friendship. So obviously I have lost this is going to come off the wrong way. I have lost many people in my life. I don't mean that they, like, are unwell or they went anywhere. We're just not in each other's lives anymore or we're not close anymore. We're not friends anymore. And at first, that was really hard for me was losing a friend, like, being cut off or being the one to cut off someone. But the more perspective I've gained and the more times it's happened to me, honestly, I've came to peace with it, right? I've been learning how to understand that, you know what? If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Friendships are just like relationships, right? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And maybe it's the best for that person. Maybe they have something going on in their own life. Maybe I have something going on. Maybe we just don't mesh well. And it is what it is, you know? And there's always going to be plenty more friends to come. So I feel like I've done a lot of growth on my end with learning about what kind of friend I am, acknowledging my faults as well. I know that I'm definitely someone who I can be a little bit um, distant at times. I do need to work on like making the time for people or going out of my way to reach out to people just because I can get so caught up in my own time in my own head that I always forget to like talk to people. So I'm getting better at acknowledging my faults and then also understanding what kind of friends I deserve as well. Next time I... Damn, got kind of deep. I don't know. Guys, I'm reflecting on lessons I've learned. Maybe it's going to be a deep episode. And you know what? Good. (laughs) That's good sometimes, right? It's good to have hard talks because that's how we grow. Excuse me. I've also had, guys, kind of a bad cough this week. I have no idea why, but I feel like it's because I'm off of my normal routine. Like, normally... I'm eating so good. I'm eating a lot. I'm going to the gym all the time. I'm getting regular sleep. But now that I'm home and on winter break, my schedule's kind of like out the window. So maybe I'm getting sick because of that. Anyway, I don't know. But number two is I've learned how to better deal with my emotions. So by this, I mean, I have gotten better. And of course, I'm not perfect. At handling unfavorable situations. So when I was younger, um, younger could mean, you know, super young, a few years ago, so be it. But I would work up a ton of expectations for something and then um, be like, get super, super down on myself if everything didn't go absolutely perfect. And of course, it's something I'm still working on and I'll touch more on that when I talk about my goals. But... I truly think that I've gotten a lot better at handling unfavorable situations. I've been trying to make the best of it. I've been trying to be more flexible. I've also gotten better at managing my anxiety. So I found that when I do feel anxious, it really, really helps me to distract myself. And that is something I've gotten very good at this year, especially the last few months. Whenever I start to feel myself get anxious for no reason, I'm really good at, calling someone and just talking to someone to distract myself, putting on a podcast and really focusing on that, just knowing that I have like another voice with me. So either whether it's someone in real time that I'm talking to or watching a video or a maybe even if it's like a chatty TikTok, I've been really liking having like the feeling of someone to talk to me. So that's something that I got really good at is managing my anxiety And overall, just keeping my emotions in check, I have always been someone who is extremely emotional. I'm also a very sensitive person, but that too is something that has gotten better, whether that just comes with age or whatever it is. But I feel like this year I've done a very good job at, as I said, managing my emotions, and I'm very proud of that. So I feel like there isn't too much else like so much else of a way that I could explain that other than I have been keeping myself in check I've been trying my best not to overreact I think the amount of times that I do overreact has drastically decreased and not just that but the level like the amount of overreacting like how much I overreact if that makes sense like isn't as dramatic so I am very proud of those steps that I've been taking Number three is the category of planning. So by this, as you guys know, I am absolutely obsessed with my planner. I cling on to that for dear life. When I don't have it with me, I make sure I have like a picture of it just to keep everything like in my head. It's so funny. I actually have a picture of it um, on my phone right now because like I said, I am at my boyfriend's for the weekend and I didn't feel like I had to bring it. So I just took a picture of it. But I have gotten so dialed in with my planner. I have things color-coded, color-coded, excuse me. I have things organized into like categorized lists. So basically I have a list for like content I want to make or brand ideas or overall fitness or like miscellaneous or money. So I always have like not just everything written down but everything in its specific category. I also write out everything the night before. Or, for some reason, I forget, first thing in the morning. So what I mean by that is, like, I'll make the list of everything I need to do that day. Or even if it's not something specific that I need to do, I still have a column for reminders that I just need to keep in the back of my head, right? So, like, for example, every single day in my planner, I have written down podcast. Obviously, I don't need to work on my podcast every single day, but I do like to keep it in the back of my head at all times So I can be thinking of ideas or so I can be like looking out for inspiration. Um, If anything comes to me, you know, just to have it kept in mind. So things like that, that can be kept on the back burner, but I still need to be actively thinking about, I always have them written down in my planner because the second I don't have something written down, it's going to like be out the window for me. (laughs) So for example, actually something that isn't written in my planner currently, because as I said, I don't have it on me right now is I had to make, um, or I still have to, make content for a specific um, collab that I'm doing, which is really exciting. Oh my God, I can't wait for you guys to see it. Oh my God, it's like my biggest collaboration yet. I, I just got myself so excited about it, talking about it. But I almost forgot about that today because it's not written down. So the second I remembered, I jotted it down in my phone notes just so I don't lose track of it. But I need to have everything written down. And... I've been really good at like highlighting the most important items that I need to get done for that day, planning out my days. Something I do need to work on is time management. And again, I'll touch on that later, but planning wise and like having everything organized and keeping track of all my things, I feel like I've really, really mastered that. So I'm definitely proud of that, that I've gotten done. So like I said, a way if you're if you or if you're someone, excuse me, who struggles with planning, um do what I do, write it out the night before. Even if you don't have a planner yet, a notebook, a journal, a piece of paper, your phone notes, so be it, whiteboard, just write it all down, okay? Everything you have to do. And then from there, see how that makes you feel. If it's more of a burden for you and you are so much better at keeping a mental checklist, you know what? If it works for you, go for it. I just know for me, it saves mental energy because I don't need to think about what I have to do. I'm not standing there. I'm like, oh, what else did I have to do for, day, for today? I know everything is written out right in front of me. And speaking of saving mental energy, that ties in perfectly with number four, which is I've learned the importance of routines. So routines save you so much mental energy, which is a lot more important than you'd think because... Basically, as humans, we suffer from the concept of decision fatigue. So basically, decision fatigue is exactly how it sounds. It's when your mind gets fatigued from making too many decisions in the day. So we have evolved to obviously have many luxuries and very nice things that are comfortable for us, right? We have, we can go to the store and there's like thousands of food options, We can go online and there's endless search results, right? So much content that's put out there, so much to consume. And a lot of the time we have to make a lot of big decisions. Okay, for example, I want to buy toothpaste. Okay, well, do I want the one with extra fluoride? Do I want whitening? Do I want charcoal? Do I want it flavored? What kind of mint flavor do I want? What size of the um, toothpaste tube do I want? There's so many different options for something so basic and we really do have decision fatigue. That's a real thing. And at the end of the day, that might be why you can feel cloudy or just drained or as if you can't even like make a choice because we're just draining ourselves of all this mental energy. So this ties back in with planning and the importance of routines. So when you have a routine, and by routine, I mean like a set like, list of things you do every single day, not only are you saving mental energy because it is so, like, it's second nature for you, it's muscle memory, but you're also getting everything done a lot faster, and you're gonna have much less of a chance of forgetting things. So, for example, there was actually a study done where in the operating room, nurses were either given a list of everything they had to do, or, you know, they just did it, like, as normal, And when they had their list in front of them, they were, I think it was that they were far more likely to make less mistakes. And the reason is, is because you don't have the added step of having to think of everything. All you have to do is read it and follow. And that is so, so valuable. So not only are you getting everything done quickly, you're gonna have less of a chance of messing up or forgetting something. And you're going to feel so much more prepared, right? So in the morning, when I wake up, instead of thinking like, oh, what am I going to do first? I know that I chug some water, I'll go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, comb my hair, and then I'll jump right into my skincare and then I'm good for the day. If I didn't have that, then, and I just like walked right downstairs and started making breakfast, I wouldn't feel as ready for my day because I rolled right out of bed and I just have to decide what to do, right? But after I do my regular, you know, taking care of myself, practicing hygiene, practicing self-care. I am that much more ready to tackle my day. And same goes for the night, middle of the day, etc. So really, if you haven't, I know I preach so often the importance of routines, but it's just because they have been so valuable for me. And I really think that if you guys don't have regular routines throughout your day, And if you only have one, you should have multiple, by the way. I have like three specific ones I can just think of off the top of my head now. But they're very important. They really are. And I do see it as a form of self-care. Number five has to do with handling relationships and specifically arguments in relationships. So again, this is something I think I've really made a lot of progress on and a lot of growth on in my relationship currently, and just throughout the year with other friendships. Again, touching on the overreacting aspect, I feel like in arguments now, I have much more of a level head. And this year, I have really worked on not letting my emotions get the best of me during an argument. I think I've gotten really good at understanding that no one is perfect. And when I do get frustrated with something about my boyfriend, which oh my God, it's so fucking often. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Like he's silly. And I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, um, as I was saying, (laughs) it's so, I am such the type of person in a relationship where we tease each other so much and I love teasing him and busting his balls. So I just think it's so funny when I just like shit talk him just because like, it's my for, it's how I show my love, okay? It's my love language is bullying him. So that's, that's just why it got me right there. But as I was saying, when we are in an argument or when he does something that pisses me off, I'm getting a lot better at realizing what is more important to me. So do I care more about the love that we have for each other and the relationship that we've built? Or do I care about, oh my God, he did this and it pissed me off? Like I think I'm really finding out what actually matters to me and not only realizing what's important and what matters, but also learning how to effectively and better communicate with someone. So I've been always someone who I'm an open book. I'm very good at expressing how I feel. I don't feel uncomfortable talking about emotions. I'm very open with that. But I learned recently that It's not a matter of just communicating. It's a matter of how things are communicated, right? So although, yes, I've always been good at communicating, I think that I've really, not perfected, but I've really improved on how I communicate. So like I said, realizing that no one is perfect, not letting my emotions get the best of me in an argument, and really attacking it from a more level-headed approach. Number six is talking about form during my lifts. So not just form, but overall improving the like while I am performing the lift, right? So by this, I mean that I am slowly putting my ego aside. I obviously no one is perfect. We all have those days where it's just ego over anything else, right? But I have really really understood the importance of form over weight this year. When I first started working at working, when I first started working out, as most people are, I didn't know what good form was. I didn't know if form mattered or not. I was just like destroying my body, just lifting as much shit as I could, right? <laughs> but now I have really understood the importance of focusing on my form, not just that for like oh the safety reasons. But you're going to be training the right muscles when you have good form, and you're going to get more out of your lifts when you're performing them correctly. So I've been working on that. I've gotten really good at engaging the correct muscles while I'm working out. And by this, I mean, like, for example, a lat pulldown. When people do lat pulldowns, it is so, so easy to just go through the motions and swing the weight around. And even though lat pulldowns might seem easy because it's just like a little cable machine, honestly, I feel like this is one of those workouts where you don't realize how technical it can get until you've realized how to correctly do it. So by this, I mean like feeling my lats while I'm pulling down in the lat pulldown or like my back is a big one where I'm finally really good at feeling the mind muscle connection with my back muscles. So like when I'm doing a bent over row, not just swinging it around, but like engaging my core and feeling my bit, my mid back muscles being used, right? I, especially like with my hammies too. My hammies were a muscle where at first I never really felt them working. But now when I'm doing an RDL, again, keeping my back flat, hinging through my hips, pushing through my heels. I feel like my form during my lifts has improved so much better. Not only just looking at it physically, but how I feel when I'm performing the lift. Like I really feel like I'm feeling the muscles. I'm feeling that tension and I'm just getting such a better lift in because I'm understanding like that I'm more in touch with my body and like learning how to target each muscle, which is really cool. <laughs> I, 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 if I, If I could say so myself, I think that's a really cool thing. I think it gets, it's very exciting when you can finally feel the muscle being worked and you're like, oh shit, yeah, like I can feel it working. That's what it's supposed to feel like. It feels good. So I'm really happy with that. I am I am very happy on my little progress I've had with um, learning how to move the weight correctly. So number seven, this is my last little lesson that I learned in 2020. Not my last one, but the last one I'm just gonna highlight for you guys. Number seven is I have been learning how to more effectively plan my workout routine, right? So by this, I mean blocking my workouts and creating a program. So although this might not be something that I have fully put into effect already, I think I have a very good understanding of why it works, how it works, how to do it, and like just why it's so beneficial. So I'll explain. So by blocking workouts... I basically mean in a workout program, let's say it's a nine-week program, and I have to credit the creators of Mind Pump, um, Justin, Adam, and of course, Sal, too, who never talks. <laughs> that is complete sarcasm. But um, I have to credit them because after I bought one of their programs, I really learned a lot of the value with this. So you want to do blo- like weak blocks of high rep versus low rep training, okay? So... I learned that yes, everyone says low rep is for strength, high rep is for hypertrophy. Yes, that is generally true. But if you are someone who you are only training low rep, like let's say for, I'm going to call myself out right here for bench, you're always doing like a five by five or five by like three or so be it, whatever. You always do low, low numbers for bench. You are going to, come to a standstill, right? You're going to plateau with your progress and it's because you're not switching up your training. So once you do a block of three by 10 or like three by 12s, etc., you are going to skyrocket in strength. When you go back down to low rep, you're going to see that you are going to hit new PRs. And it's because you need to give your body like different forms of stress, right? When you are always doing low rep or always doing high rep, Your body's just going to adapt and get used to that and you're not going to have any growth. But when you're putting different types of tension on the body and you're switching up, not even switching it up like crazy, I'm not saying don't bench press for a week, start doing flies. No, but just changing the ranges of reps, right, and sets, et cetera. It's so important to put those different types of stress on your body because that is how you really effectively grow. So... I've really learned the under the importance of blocking your workouts and how to create a program. I've also learned a lot about progressive overload and the different types of progressive overload that you could see. I feel like I've done an episode recently on that. Or no, excuse me, I lied. I've done an Instagram post on progressive overload recently. So if you're listening to this currently, you can go check that out. It should be in the past few weeks. I've also learned how to program specific compounds in lifts. So by this, I mean not just like saying, yeah, I'm squatting every week, but doing that with intent and specifically programming it. I feel like I have gained so much knowledge on just like everything surrounding fitness Just from doing research on my own, learning through my own experience, figuring things out for myself in the gym, seeing how my body reacts to things. But also, I've done so much, like gone out of my way to do so much research, whether that be online, through social media, through podcasts, that's my favorite way to learn. And also through my personal training, um, excuse me, program that I have been going through with NASM. So I just feel like I've gained so much knowledge about what it means to be healthy and fit throughout the throughout this year. So I'm super grateful for that. And it honestly makes me really excited to start implementing all of my new knowledge when I start personal training, hopefully next year. So yeah, I feel like those are a lot of the main lessons that I've learned this year. Obviously, that's not everything. But I mean, as I've said, I'm super grateful for everything I've learned I always see myself as improving, like, from the day before, right? So the whole idea of being 1% better every day, always being a lifelong learner, always having more room to improve. So, yeah, I'm super proud of the self-awareness I've gained this year and the lessons I've learned. So now that I've talked about all of the lessons that I've learned this year, let's jump into some of the goals that I have moving on to next year. 2023 also excuse me if you hear me like being a little bit stuffy or clearing my throat again I've had the cough I don't know (laughs) so y'all will have to deal with it my bad so starting off with my goals as I mentioned earlier I'll just reiterate a lot of these are going to be connecting to the lessons I've learned just because of course I want to um I was just reading my notes excuse me I, of course, I'm just learning, um, oh my goodness, what was I trying to say there? These are tying up with my goals because, or excuse me, my lessons, oh my goodness, my goals are tying in with my lessons because I always think there is room to improve. There we go. Why was that such a mouthful for me? I could not tell you, but... I'm only human, so that's just a little candid stuttering for you. Anyway, jumping into my first goal, managing my emotions. So as I said, one of the lessons I learned was how I'm proud of how I handled my emotions this past year. But of course, I always have room for improvement. There's always more that I can do. So some of this is learning how to handle being let down. So I did talk about how I have gotten better with managing my high expectations, but something I still want to be better at is not being so disappointed or not being so let down. And again, I have done a good job of it this year, but I want to be the type of person where I can always flip the situation and make it a positive. So I really want to learn how to make a positive out of a negative, which is a a high goal. I feel like that's something that is very challenging for a lot of people. And it's not something that many people are good at. And I definitely applaud those of you who that comes naturally to. But for the rest of us, it is something to work on. And I would love to be able to see the light in any situation and turn anything into a positive. So I'm going to start to try to be more Positive when I'm in very negative situations. I also want to not worry so much about others' opinions of me. So, one of my sources of anxiety is how other people perceive me, specifically people I'm close to or people I consider friends. So, I definitely need to learn that I'm not going to make everyone happy. And I already know that. I already know people are going to have their opinions of me. I don't care what strangers so much think of me, but when it comes to my coworkers, people in my sorority, people that I go to school with, I I care about how people think of me. And I want to be thought of as someone who's friendly, outgoing, social, kind. And whenever I hear a negative, even if it's not necessarily a negative, when it's something I consider a negative, like it just like, makes me feel so low and then I get really down on myself and I start to spiral and think of all my negative qualities or at least what I consider negative and I really want to build up my confidence so that if I hear that like a coworker was talking about me it doesn't faze me you know so like I want to be able to hear like oh she said that about me oh whatever I know it's not true And of course, everyone gets down when they hear people shit-talking them, but I really want to build up my self-esteem so that I'm just, like, so unfazed. (laughs) Like, I just want to be like, so what? I know that I'm good. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Let me know if that's something bad. Like, is it bad? Like, obviously, it's healthy to care about what people think of you, but I feel like I'm very sensitive to what other people think of me, and I just want to take some of the edge off it. I also... Guys... Oh my god, wait, no. <laughs> I was literally about to say, I hope you guys don't judge my goals, or or I hope you guys understand my goal. Wasn't I just saying I shouldn't care what other people think? That is so funny. I was literally about to be like, I hope you guys don't make fun of my goals that I have. No, these are my goals. <laughs> like, who cares? Oh my God, I kill myself sometimes. Next one, number two, time management. So although yes, I am very good at planning, I'm very good at keeping routines. Something I want to get really good at is creating a schedule when I don't already have a fixed schedule. So for example, it is very easy for me to stay on track over the school year Because I have specific classes at specific times that I have to go to. So it forces me to wake up. It forces me to get dressed. It forces me to leave my apartment. But now that I'm in winter break, I have days like Wednesday. Wednesday, I didn't leave my house until me and my family got lunch. And it was a late lunch. And then after that lunch, I sat my ass on the couch and watched TV the rest of the day. (laughs) And I did not go to the gym. I didn't eat as much as I should have. I didn't do anything. I sat my ass on the couch. And you know what? That is perfectly okay to have days like that. But recently, I've been having a few too many of those days. So I need to work on creating a routine and a schedule when my day is completely wide open. And what do I mean by that? By that, I mean getting out of bed at a reasonable time. Maybe that's, you know, 9, 9.30, fine. Eating breakfast every, at the same time every day. Going to the gym right after breakfast. So that way I don't have the excuse of, oh, it's too late. Oh, the sun already set. Oh, there's traffic. It's going to be rush hour. I have nothing going on in my days. <laughs> like if I wake up, make breakfast and go right to the gym, boom. The rest of the day is wide open for me. But what has been happening far too often for me is I'll kind of lag around in the morning. I'll have a slow start. I'll eat lunch. Then I'm going to, at that point, I'm like, "Mm, it's too late. I can't go to the gym now because it's going to be rush hour soon. It's going to be 5 p.m. There's going to be traffic. And then by the time it's 7 or 8 p.m., I'm like, oh, it's been dark for hours. I'm so tired. Ran out of time. So I really need to put my foot down. And not make excuses and just not be lazy. So like I said, when I do already have a loose schedule of my classes, I'm very good at having a strict schedule and routine to follow. But it's on days like these where it's winter break and I have nothing going on that I really need to put my foot down. So I need to work on time management when I don't have responsibilities. (laughs) Number three... I know that I was so proud of all the knowledge I've gained with workouts, but I definitely want to start having more intentional workout sessions. And by that, I mean being more intentional in the sense of really focusing on my intensity, like being honed in, really pushing until functional failure or like focusing on my reps and sets. If I say I'm going to have a three by 10 hitting that three by 10, not like not skipping out, not lowering the weight, pushing myself and hitting those goals, not just that form of intentional, but intentional as in the like idea of less phone time. So really being present during my lifts, you will be so much more in tune with your body. If you're not checking your phone between every single set, and I am so guilty of that, <laughs> like, which is why this is a goal of mine. I am the type of person where in between sets, I will get distracted on my phone. And this ties in with another one is I need to have shortened rest periods because I spend so much time in the gym and not so much time in the sense of, oh my God, I'm there for two hours, but I do waste a lot of time going on my phone or resting too long in between sets. So... I need to be intentional with that. I need to be very aware of my time in the gym. I need to see it as something sacred, right? I need to see it as something very like, it's special. The time in the gym that I have is special. I need to honor that time and I shouldn't be so distracted during it. Also, more intentional lifts in the sense of slowing down my pace during my workout. So, that means like rushing through uh bent over rows, like no, really slowing them down, feeling the muscles contract. There's always something to improve on no matter what stage of your journey you're in, right? I find this is true for all ages. So you could be working out for like 40 plus years. There's always something to improve on, whether that's not bringing your phone, maybe you want to completely not bring your phone into the gym at all. Maybe you just leave it in your car, right? And you're only focusing on yourself for that 30 minutes or an hour, whatever it is while you're there. So I definitely want to turn my workouts into something very special, honorable, and intentional. So I might, I'm trying to think of this action steps I'm going to take towards that, right? Because It's so easy to make a goal and say you want to achieve it, but the hardest part is writing out an action plan in very specific, tangible steps that you can take, right? So I think what I might do for that is maybe I don't record every single workout. Maybe there's twice a week where I don't use my phone at all when I work out. So I'm going to play around with that. I'm going to think of more steps. Maybe I can create another episode on this podcast, if you guys would be interested on how to create action steps towards your goals, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. So being more intentional with my workouts, that's a big one. Number four, this is kind of shifting gears. I really want to build up my brand a lot more. And by my brand, I'm talking about this podcast, my Instagram. And all of the projects that I've had in the back of my head, all of the goals that I have with this, I want to be proud of the content I put out. I really want to focus on improving the quality of my content and the quality of the advertisements I put out for you. And when I'm collaborating with a brand or when I'm advertising a brand, I want it to be my best quality. I just want to put 110% effort into everything I do. I want to start taking a lot of steps towards curating the best content that I could put out. And by curating my best content, I really think this will improve and target the right audience for me. So right now, I struggle a little bit with finding the right audience. And what I want to do is I want to target girls that are my age. I want to form a community And I really want this to be something special. I want people to come to my page and feel comfortable. I want people to feel like they're learning from me. I want them to feel like they're my friend. (laughs) I have so, so many goals with my Instagram and my podcast and my other future endeavors to come. And I'm excited for the future. And I just want to be there already, but I know it takes hard work. And I just want to be really, really proud of what I'm putting out. So by this... I'm sorry if you can hear me f- swallowing all the time, side note, but um, just ignore it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, my bad. But by this, what I mean is I really want to hone in on this podcast and specifically the podcast Instagram page as well. So I admittedly am not the best graphic designer or what is it? Um, graphic Graphic design, yeah. I am not the best at making graphics on Instagram. I understand that. I'm, I'm working on it, okay? I'm learning about graphic design. I'm learning about patterns, colors, space, what looks good, what doesn't. Okay, I'm working on it. <laughs> but that is something I want to do is I want to be a lot more active on the podcast Instagram. So maybe I want to start posting twice a week instead of just once a week when there's an episode. Maybe I want to be more active on my story. Maybe I'll show you a bit more behind the scenes. So I really want to gain a following with my podcast more. I also want to put a lot of time towards some ideas I've had for a while. I have so many ideas as to how to expand my content um, into different forms of media, different platforms, um, things that I can put out for you guys to purchase possibly or get your hands on, maybe not physically, but um that's all I'm gonna say about that because I don't want to give too much away um. I am definitely interested in eventually starting a YouTube channel. I know that I've been getting more active on TikTok, which is Angela.Racine, if you guys would love to check it out. I have been more active on there. I'm trying to broaden my content with that. I, Like I said, I would love to get on YouTube, but before I get on YouTube, I would like a camera, preferably, I know everyone says you can use your phone. Yes, um, I have no storage on my phone as is. So I don't think recording multiple minutes of videos would be too good for my phone's storage. But yes, I would love to get sorted on YouTube. That would probably be more of a thing after I graduate just because I don't have too much to film like about my life now. I just live in a little apartment and go to class. I don't know. Like, that's not too exciting. But I'll figure it out. Something I have been very interested recently, and I haven't brought it up too, too much, but I hinted at it. Excuse me. I'm actually going to grab a sip of water real quick. Pause. (laughs) All right, y'all. My thirst has been quenched. Don't worry. I'm back. (laughs) But... As I was saying, something that I have been very interested in recently, and as I've hinted on my story, is some exclusive content for you guys, and by exclusive content, I'm sure y'all know what I mean, but I think when I graduate college, I'm going to start, it's, I don't even, oh, why do I feel weird saying the name? Fuck it, if I'm gonna do it, I just have to be comfortable I think when I graduate, I will be starting an OnlyFans. And don't get too too excited before you do. But Bef- um, with my OnlyFans, the way that I want to attack it is first of all, no nudity. That is not something I feel comfortable with. That is not something I think I would ever do. But it would be more of like, hey, I went to the beach today. I posted one bikini photo. If you want to see the other 15 subscribe, like <laughs> things like that, or like private messaging, etc. things like that. So that is something I am very interested in just to create another stream of revenue. And also to, it, it kind of ties in with curating the right audience for me. So I want my Instagram to be like my girls and like supportive and like learning all that good stuff. And then all the guys, if the guys want to follow me, they have their space, right? So that's kind of how I want to separate my audiences. Like I said, have some more revenue. And if I don't like it, I don't like it. I'm not in love with the idea. I'm not married to it. But, well, I, I shouldn't say I'm not in love with it. It is something I am interested in. But I'm not married to the idea as in I'm not like, oh my god, this is something I have to do my whole life. Like that's not where I'm coming from. And I hope I'm expressing myself in the way I want to be expressed, like, or in the way I'm trying to come off as. So I just have so many ideas for my brand. I am so, so excited. I feel like the future is so bright. And my only thing holding me back is that I'm still a student. And that shouldn't be an excuse because there are plenty of people that do it all. But I just feel like I would have so much more, I would be so much more, let me rephrase this. If I had more time in my day that I didn't have to dedicate to school or homework, and I could put that all towards my brand, I would have so much more flexibility. I would take a lot more time in my content, a lot more time curating it, etc. So I'm just excited for it. I'm not trying to make excuses for myself, but I know that once I am graduated and I'm doing this more full-time, I will just be prouder of my content. Not that I'm not proud of it already, but Again, I hope they came off the right way. We are at number five in my final goal. I don't even know how long this podcast came out to be, honestly, because I've just been enjoying talking with you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoy listening to me talk and hanging out with me. Lastly, number five is successfully moved to Austin. So if you guys couldn't tell, I have just been nonstop chatting about it. I am so fucking excited. But yes, if you guys didn't know, I am moving to Austin in the summer. So I want to successfully move in the summer. I want to find the right apartment for me. I want to be able to successfully move all my things down, find a good job. I want to be big on saving money. This is something I need to start now, now that I've gotten a little bit of Christmas and birthday money. I, yes, I want to enjoy the last semester of college, but I know that I need to be saving up for the summer. So that's a big one for me is being like managing my money, which I'm normally good at. I want to do a good job at integrating myself into the city of Austin. I want to make new friends. I want to get comfortable in the city. I just want to be an Austin gal. I want to be a Texan. I want to be a Southern belle. (laughs) I am just so beyond excited to just get there and I don't even think it's going to be like feel real until I'm there. So until then, that is the goal of mine is to successfully move to Austin. Oh my God, I'm just like getting butterflies thinking about it. Ugh, I could, I, I feel like everyone I talk to, I'm just talking about Austin. <laughs> I'm just so excited. I can't wait. But you know what? Before I talk your guys's ear off anymore and before I go down that rabbit hole, I think I'm going to leave my podcast episode at that is moving down to Austin. I want to make good friends. I want to put myself out there. I want to integrate myself into the city, get comfortable, be independent, all that good stuff. So on that note, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys were able to learn something from me. Maybe you were able to relate to some of my lessons learned or some of my goals Maybe you learned something new for yourself that you would like to work on. Maybe you've done some of your own reflecting, came up with your own goals. Nonetheless, I hope you enjoyed the episode no matter what. If you did love the episode, make sure you give this podcast a little rating. You can give it a five-star on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can also leave a written review, so make sure to go for that. You can check out this podcast on Instagram at interactive.podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Angela r.fit. All of those links will be in the show notes. Be sure to check those out. And yeah, I hope you guys had a happy holidays. I hope you enjoy your New Year's Eve. Yeah, Yesterday, I almost said, ye- <laughs> not yesterday. I hope you enjoy your New Year's Eve coming up tomorrow. And I will talk to you guys next Friday. Bye, guys.